0: You might know Jess Hanna from her wildly popular and hilarious Instagram account, Jess the Maker. Her funny and relatable mountain bike videos poke fun of herself and the mountain biking culture as a whole. In this podcast interview, I get to chat with Jess about how she got started making videos, her creative process, and her life in Bentonville, Arkansas. But my favorite takeaway from our conversation is the sense that Jess is living and making a living, as her authentic self. The person you see in her videos is who she really is, a funny, slightly goofy gal who loves mountain biking. We could all benefit from Jess's example to show up as ourselves and to lean into our unique talents. That's coming up in this episode. You're listening to the Femme Cyclist Podcast and I'm your host, Kristen Bonkowski. Like most of you, I'm a bicycle-obsessed rider and sometimes racer. Each week, I'll bring you interviews from inspiring women and offer tips and tricks to help you thrive on the bike. At Fem Cyclist, we celebrate all forms of riding and all forms of women. So whether you're a road racer, bike commuter, or hardcore shredder, you'll find your community here. At Fem Cyclist, we've tested a lot of bike saddles, and some of our favorites are the Terry saddles. I use the Terry Butterfly on several of my bikes and love it. If you're ready to try out a new women specific saddle, make sure that you try one of the Terry saddles. You can try them for 30 days and return it if it's not a great fit for you. Go check them out at femcyclist.com slash Terry. Jess Hanna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And I think probably a lot of the ladies listening already follow you on Instagram. It's just the maker. You're super hilarious. Oh, thank
1: you. Yeah. Great to be here. Yeah.
0: How did your Instagram get started?
1: Yeah, this is you know, it's interesting. I just the maker was actually my graphic design handle on Instagram. So before I made weird mountain bike videos, I, you know, went to school for graphic design, I worked in and out of tech, for a while, um, doing like, you know, mostly web design or working for teams on marketing teams and such. And Just the Maker was sort of my freelance side of my business. And so I, you know, and and kind of my personal account, to be honest. So I would just post life stuff. And, you know, I got a little burnt out, you know, post, like kind of towards the end of the major part of the pandemic, I was getting a little burnt out you know, staring at a computer all day and doing design work. And I was able to take some time away from, from doing that. And that's when actually we, we had just moved to Bentonville. Uh, And this was about two years ago, a little over two years ago, we moved here. And so I had some extra time to kind of do other things. And I, you know, I, we moved here for mountain biking, um, and I had taken a little bit of a break from coaching, but I kind of saw that there was a need here for more mountain bike coaches because um, there were a lot of folks that got into mountain biking through the pandemic because it was like mm-hmm. that people wanted to get outside and do stuff. So there were a, a lot of folks here that, that um, wanted to get into mountain biking. I've gotten involved, and I'm on the board for an organization here called the Women of Oz. And so I, I've started coaching with them here locally. And, you know, so I was mountain biking a ton more than I had um, uh, in previous years. You know, I I definitely have mountain biked a lot over the years, but I kind of felt like I got away from the sport a little bit. Like I wasn't doing it as frequently. And so moving here, it was like this reinvigorated sense of, ah, yeah, mountain biking. I love it. It's fun meeting a bunch of friends through the sport. And so then that following year, so that would be twenty twenty one early 2021 uh I think hold on I have to think my all my dates are all like messed up no (laughs) early 2022 so this is just last year um early 2022 I I don't know I just started making funny videos because I thought they were funny I did not think it was going to turn into what it is now I did not think I was going to make a living off of it Mm -hmm. or let this be my career um But I think I was open to open to whatever would happen. You know, I was just open to the possibilities of what could happen. And so and I was in a good space for for doing that. I think it was all kind of the perfect storm of things that happened. Right. Like moving here, getting reinvigorated in mountain biking and also just like letting myself, you know, not be afraid to put myself out there in that way. Um, So, yeah, that's how that's how I got started.
0: Did you have any video making experience before? Uh, I I would say I did. Yeah. I just here and there,
1: I think being in the creative realm, especially like design, you're kind of used to this like editing process of revising, editing your design and with video editing, it's especially in the past. um, I used to work in an advertising agency right out of college and my boss was the main video editor. So whenever we would do shoots for commercials and stuff like that. um, And these are just like local commercials, by no means was I working on like Pepsi or (laughs) stuff like that. This is like, local hospital local law firm, you know, nothing super glorious. But like, it was just fun, we would sit and do group edits a lot of times. And we would try to try to like, you know, sort of finesse on, I think watching him edit was super helpful. And then back in 2016, I, my, one of my dear friends and I entered a contest for Live Ladies All Ride. They were holding a contest to win a trip for you and your like best riding buddy to go out to Grand Targhee, Wyoming for like an all expenses paid trip and attendance to one of their clinics. And so the way you had to enter to win was creating a, a funny video which is so so yeah interest. <laughs> interestingly now i do that for a living but at the time it was kind of just a fun little project we just tried to do that to like enter to win i remember we entered right at the last day because we we didn't know about the contest till a few days before it was the, the end of the date that you could submit an entry and so uh it's kind of funny because it's sort of come full circle and that that specific event and we won so yeah. Spoiler alert: We won, and we went out for this awesome trip. And it was my first time going and like meeting all these amazing women, both coaches, participants, um, and that's actually what inspired me to get into coaching at that time. So after that, I uh, went and got my level one through PMBIA, uh, which is one of the certificate mountain bike coaching certifications out yep. there. And then yeah, so pretty pretty funny how it all worked out so it's yeah it's not my first you know there not to say there wasn't a lot of self-teaching in terms of editing and there are definitely programs that are easier than others I use CapCut a lot on my phone I try to make it as easy as possible I'm also learning how to use DaVinci on my computer so that's for like more longer form I find that that's been my my two main apps for editing do you shoot your videos on your phone a lot of them, yes. A lot of them, you know, the iPhones are great. They got they got all the, <laughs> everything you need is just right here. And um, I'd say a majority, the majority of my reels are shot and edited all on my phone. I do have another camera that I'll use for specific videos. Like if I'm doing work for a client and it's like a, first of all, if it's a larger scale project, uh like i just did one with rei that i hired someone else to do okay. <laughs> because, because you know <laughs> there's only so much i could do and I, I you know but it's also really hard to film yourself right yeah. so yeah. If, if tony my partner is he works full-time so if he's busy i have to use my tripod which is fine but sometimes you just need someone there to catch different right. angles and and so i ha- i'm lucky in that i have a few friends here in bentonville my friend hillary primarily is who helps me shoot some of my like client collabs that are a little more higher end looking. Okay. (laughs) I'd say, um, and she's, she is a professional photographer and videographer. So yeah.
0: What's your creative process look like? How does, like, are you going out and shooting a bunch of videos at the same time? How are you getting ideas for these videos? What does that look like?
1: The, the idea of batch creation is so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. I I feel it's, it's, I have done it in the past, but there are so many days that is something I know I need to get better at is just some good, solid time management, project management, my process. I think I have a good process in terms of the creative process, but when it comes to start to finish, there are times where I do think I could be a bit more efficient with how I how I film things, try to get things all done in one day and then have a few days where it's just editing. But I have to say it's it's all over the place, to be honest. Like, And, and sometimes that's because it's out of my control, right? The weather uh, might play a part in that or having random meetings throughout the day or, you know, we have a puppy right now. Like there's just yeah. all those life things that happen. Yeah. So yeah, ideally in a perfect world, I would love to just have, you know, a Maker Monday where I'm just... Filming and doing whatever. And, you know, and so I am trying to get a little bit more into some sort of routine with that stuff. But in terms of creative process, usually, and this is whether it's a reel for myself or a reel for a client, let's say, uh, I always start with a concept, you know, whatever that concept is. um, I have this entire Trello board. I don't know if you're familiar with Trello. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I, Put all of my ideas in there. So, anytime I might be out on a ride or I might be out to dinner with some friends or sitting on the couch with Tony or whatever it is, and an idea pops in my head, I put it right in the board. And so Mm -hmm. then I can prioritize, right? Because obviously, I have things that I want to do for my personal, just things that I find fun that I want to do. And then there are things that projects, paid projects that I have to make sure I get done by a certain time. All of it starts with that concept. And what I like about Trello and the idea little snippet is I can go into each one and add to it as I need to. So if I hear a song and I'm like, oh, this would be great with this idea mm-hmm. or this audio would really pair well with this idea, I will um, like kind of add links and things like that. So build on that idea. If it's a client project, I, I pitch the concept and usually it's like, OK, yeah, we like that concept. And then I'll actually script it out more often than not because with a paid project you obviously want to make sure that they're cool with everything you're mostly going to say because mm-hmm. if you go and film everything and then you show them the first cut and they're like well we didn't really like the way you phrased that or we don't want to say that about our product or you know like it's, it just kind of depends right like i always like to kind of get the general gist of what i'm gonna say approved so that there's no surprises and then it saves time in the end because you don't yeah. have to reshoot and everything so yeah so really it's the concept sometimes a script um then you know the the filming then the editing post-production all that stuff and then yeah posting it and that whole like the engagement side of things too so it's like the whole process is pretty long you know and then continuing to engage with people as they like see the content and stuff so yeah
0: I really like the idea of the Trello board because that's a lot better. Mm. Like, I just put notes in my phone, and then I have to go back and I'm like, where, where was that note? That's what I <laughs> used to do, actually. <laughs> yeah, that was like before Trello. <laughs> I was just app
1: putting stuff in in a note in the notes app. Uh-huh. Um, but tr- in Trello, you can use on your phone too, which is really handy. So then I can I can actually show you. I mean, you won't be able to see this in the podcast. Um, so those listening. You know, definitely go check out. You know, an app like Trello is super helpful because you could drag the little cards around, so you could prioritize. Mm. You can drag them into another column and say, "Okay, this is what I'm filming this week." So you could drag it over, and then, "Oh, okay, I'm editing this this week." And then once it's done, it's kind of satisfying to like put it in the done column. So yeah. it's like a Kanban board essentially, but in an app form, and then you can rearrange and do all that stuff. So yeah,
0: very cool. Um, yeah. You're super funny are you, you. Funny? you are you funny in like regular life is this have you always I, been a funny girl
1: i i i one of the best some of the best compliments i should say not just one compliment have been from my closest friends who literally are like when i started posting videos they were just kind of like yeah that's that's how you are mm-hmm. and i think it's a it's a huge compliment and it makes me really proud because i yeah what you see on the internet and the way that i act Is essentially who I am in real life, which Mm. makes it a lot easier because I'm not, there are times where I'll, you know, essentially I'm acting, but it's also, it is me at the core of, of who I am. And I, yeah, I always have been kind of tapping into my humor, um, ever since I could remember really. And I think it came, it was sort of this mechanism I used as a kid to fit in a lot. I don't, you know, like, Mm um, Growing up, I grew up in Pennsylvania and, you know, I was in, you know, honors classes and also like there weren't a lot of, you know, Asian American kids in my school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a pretty diverse school in terms of like, um, you know, just where we were located in Pennsylvania. We had a lot of folks from, you know, from all different areas and, of, of life and all different colors. But I would just say like in terms of being an Asian American, I uh there weren't that many Asian American kids. So growing up, I remember just feeling like, okay, if I'm going to make it, like, I'm just going to, like, I just felt like humor was my way to connect with people and for them to see me beyond being a person of color, if that makes sense. Mm So, um, yeah, so I tapped into humor quite a bit and I think I always try to use it as a way to diffuse like awkward situations and just all the things, but yeah, to answer your question, I, I, I guess I've always had a funny bone. So
0: yeah. I love that you've been able to make this career out of being authentically yourself Mm. and Mm -hmm. um, using your like unique talents. That's pretty cool. It's something that I think a lot of us aspire to be able to do with our lives.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a, it's been a journey and I, I love that I could do that and be able to tap into, uh, to the humor part of my personality. And it's, You know, and obviously, right, like everything that the Internet sees, my humorous side, it it is one part of my personality. But there's also like other sides of my personality that I'm sure people don't get to see. Like, you know, I I joke all the time that I'm kind of the introverted extrovert. Like I do. I'm an extrovert. I'm pretty hardcore extrovert, but I also need a lot of time to recharge and Mm -hmm you know, I can be alone for a while and be totally okay with it. And I find that that I need that time to kind of gener- regenerate and uh, especially to get in tune with like, create my creativity and stuff like that. So, you know, I can be very introspective and, but yeah, funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's been in terms of being able to make a career out of it. Yeah, never thought <laughs> that that would be a thing. And I feel really lucky that I get to do it. Not to say it's not still hard and have, have its challenges. Mm -hmm. It definitely does. Especially when like you become the brand, you become Mm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's kind of in some ways it's a double edged sword. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's definitely ups and downs. And especially if I'm feeling in a, you know, like if I'm feeling down one day and I, like, that's another reason I think I mentioned earlier, like when I have to batch create or try to create as many Mm -hmm. videos as possible well if I'm just not feeling into it that day or uh, you know I'm feeling down or whatever so that becomes a challenge because for Mm -hmm. me like you said like I try to show up as my authentic self and if if that day that I had planned to film Mm -hmm. feeling kind of like mopey yeah it's hard I can't really act yeah (laughs) you know it's hard for me to put on an act so usually I'll have to like wait or you know or give myself some time and space to kind of get into a better headspace so that I can show up in an authentic way. So it's, it's hard to put timelines on things like that. And so, especially creating videos where you're the brand and you're the personality behind it. So, yeah.
0: How do you sort of separate that, like biking as your personal passion Mm. and biking Mm -hmm. as a job? And does Mm -hmm. it ever kind of, does it ever kind of ruin the passionate Mm -hmm. part of it for you? (laughs)
1: These are great questions. Um, I would say, it could be either. It, it depends on the day, yeah, but there are times where creating content could make the day better, and we get a laugh out of it and it's really funny and on like sort of spur of the moment there might be an idea that pops up and I'm like, oh, I'll just get this done really quick and I'll film this. And sometimes those are the best reels or because they just sort of happened organically. Um, and then sometimes I think there are times where I'll be riding and, you know, I think the to-do list that could come up for anybody, even just if you're not a content creator, right? Like this, the to-do list can sort of creep in as you're riding and you're like, no, no, I'm here to enjoy the ride. I'm here in the moment. And so it is, it's a constant reminder of like, no, today's just to enjoy. So I do make a point to make sure that when i am riding, especially if i'm out with friends that's always helpful right if i'm riding with friends or riding with tony um to make sure that like i'm there in that moment in that space and i'm not there to be creating content it's, it's a little easier with stories to be you know like oh i'm here on a group ride like i'll just yeah. take a few stories but if i'm i generally don't do that if i'm you know if for a reel for instance if it had to be a reel so It could be, I guess either, you know, there are times where I think it could creep in and start to ruin the experience or the day or the moment of being in the ride. But I think it's just that, that awareness of, okay, why? Okay. I don't want to feel like I need to be working per se. Right. Mm -hmm. So that I'm here to enjoy the ride. And so it's just a gentle reminder.
0: What's your experience been like as a woman and a person Mm -hmm. of color working in this industry Mm -hmm. that is like very Mm -hmm. male and very white? Yeah. I,
1: you know, I talked about this on the previous podcast too. And I would say, I think because I don't know, it's not mountain biking. Yes. Predominantly, especially when I got into it 12, 13 years ago, it was very predominantly Mm -hmm. male and predominantly white. Um, But I would say that that that's not the first experience I've had right it's not like I just came out of life and all of a sudden mountain biking I'm like there are Uh, a lot of white men here (laughs) yeah I think like that had always been the case in in other aspects of my life and Mm -hmm. so like I said I think for me I just wanted to keep showing up for me and I think that was what was really beautiful about what what's cool about mountain biking is you can do it by yourself you can do it in a group uh a small group a large group um Cause it's really you're the one propelling yourself forward on the bike, right? And so, and I, I would say, like in the beginning, I yeah, I definitely rode with a lot of white dudes <laughs> for sure. And, and not to say, you know, I also rode with with women too. But I would say that my experience, sure, there have been a few negative ones. For, you know, I don't want to discount that there haven't there have been negative ones, but for the majority, I did feel pretty welcome in the sport when I got. Here, you know and I think that I because I chose to surround my people but like surround myself with people that were welcoming and I knew I could feel comfortable with so I think just at a human to human level I mean yeah I'm not going to hang out with some you know jerk or you know like someone who made me feel uncomfortable and I, I think I was lucky to be welcomed in the way that I was and then also um I think also like that is such a good reminder for everyone out there of just like how you could really change someone's perspective by just simply being a welcoming, friendly face mm-hmm. at the trailhead lot, wherever. You know, and just because that's that I was lucky to have that experience. I don't there are many stories and experiences of, of people of color um and women feeling intimidated. I definitely not to get don't get me wrong, I was definitely intimidated by mountain biking itself. Yeah. Uh, And then seeing, yeah, seeing all these dudes be able to like do all this stuff and I'm like, oh, (laughs) falling (laughs) over, (laughs) you know, the the kind of typical story of like it being really, really intimidating. So I think that even more so being able to have a welcoming group or one person even just making the difference of saying like, you know, trying to help it feel less intimidating and, and more approachable as a sport.
0: Yeah. Are there any women that you've gotten to meet as a result of your own- Oh, so many. Yeah, yeah, like who who are some of your shadows uh, in the bike world? One of my so one of my one of my close friends is
1: actually coming tomorrow. Her name is Amy and uh she is like one of my first like female like I there was a a good group of women that, in Ithaca, New York where I lived um that I met that like were like kind of the first women that I rode with for the first like year almost two years of my riding. I, I don't think I really rode with many women. I rode with my, my partner at the time and really that was it. So it was cool to meet other women that rode. And Amy is one of my friends that uh, is coming to visit here in Bentonville. So I'm really, really excited to like show her Bentonville. And I mean, she, yeah, she's like one of my old, you know, ride buddies. And so it's cool to always get to connect with like someone you've, you've ridden with for many years so, yeah, she. I'd say, like, that whole group of women were certainly, like, heroes to me in the beginning times because I always, especially, you know, on group rides where you don't know quite where you might fit in terms of level, mm-hmm. you know, there was always, like, the party pace ride. And my <laughs> the group that I always hung out with was, like, the party pace ride where you're just kind of hanging and then you're, it's more social. You stop, you talk. You know, that was always like something that was exciting to me was to be able to actually talk to people and like mm-hmm. have community. Cause before that, the the partner that I mentioned before who got me into mountain biking, you know, I would barely see him on the trail. I would be lagging behind. by the time I would catch up, you know, he'd start going again. Right, right. <laughs> it was just like, it was a very different experience. So um yeah. So I would say that group of women specifically was was awesome to have. I mentioned ladies all ride, so mm-hmm. Lindsay Richter. Um, and her business partner, Meredith, they're they're super, uh, inspirational humans. And I think, I mean, like I said, that was a pivotal moment for me to just see all these women, these badass women, like coaching. And, um, I was learning so much that that weekend. So, you know, shout out to them for sure. I'm trying to think other women, other women that I, you know, like there's definitely the women that I follow also follow like on Instagram, like over the years, Katie Holden, um, Mm -hmm. Who's such an inspiration as well. And just starting formation, which mm-hmm. is like, the, you know, Red Bull, you know, version of the Red Bull Rampage version for for women that actually what didn't happen this year, which is sad. Um, so, yeah, I could kill I could go on and on. But those are those are a few that I, that come to mind for sure. Yeah.
0: We had Lindsay um, on the podcast and that is the, sh- the most downloaded episode ever by, mm, like several times over. And I love I Lindsay.
1: I am not surprised <laughs> by that because yeah. Lindsay is a phenomenal human and uh, got to see her at Rome Fest in Fruta and what was just always a good time and yeah. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned Bentonville a couple times, obviously. Mm. Where did you come from? Where were you
1: from? Oh, man. I'm from all over. It's so hard because I, I grew up in Pennsylvania in the Poconos. And then I lived in upstate, well, central New York. So Ithaca, which I mentioned before. And then uh, my ex and I lived on the road for two years. So we kind of traveled around in an RV like all over the U.S. We did that fun. too. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. We did it for two years. We we didn't stay together after the after that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Good uh, test.
1: Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good times. Uh, but no, I, we are super, you know, amicable and we actually, uh, co-pup parent our dog Cooper. And so, you know, we're, we're on good terms, but, um, so after the living in the RV, let me see, I'm trying to remember, we went all over, mostly the West cause we were from the East coast. So we were like, let's journey around the West and see, it was kind of this trip to figure out where to land, you mm-hmm. know, check out all these mountain bike towns. Um, and that's actually when I came through Bentonville the for the first time and so i had that might have been 2017 or 2018 and fast forward uh i'm with tony my current partner and he and i um we were living in idaho at the time just renting and this is in the pandemic so we're in idaho oh right outside of boise in a town called eagle
0: i'm in boise oh yeah. yeah
1: yeah look at that yeah no that's where that's where i was and okay it was like during the pandemic that we like moved there so it was hard to meet people, everyone was social distancing yeah. and rightfully, you know, and the, the vaccines weren't out and all that stuff. But um, we we were just renting and we had just a six month rental and we we're like, well, okay, it's kind of expensive to to live <laughs> in Boise and we couldn't afford that. So we started to look around and then we saw, I had said to Tony, like, well, what do you think about? arkansas and he's like no because he's originally from california (laughs) so uh he's like no and i was like well just hear me out hear me out and i sent him all these articles and i remember you know he kind of came around to the idea and he's like i don't know that sounds pretty cool like it's it's definitely a little bit more affordable than a lot of the other places we were looking at um and so we bought a house online through a realtor but she FaceTimed it to us and we were like, that looks okay. And okay. So we were definitely a fixer upper. Uh, and yeah, we just bought it sight unseen, which I don't know that I recommend that, but, uh, we're still working on it, uh, two and a half years later, but yeah, we, we love it here. It's, it's great. The community's awesome. The riding's awesome. Um, summers aren't my favorite here. There's very hot, very sticky. The bugs are gigantic. So definitely, if you're not a bug person, you probably don't want to move here, but, but yeah, so
0: that's how we ended up in Bentonville. What's your favorite ride in Bentonville?
1: Oh, like tra- trail, yeah, yeah, general ride. Oh, that's hard. You know, you can't go wrong with, I, I think a go-to, cause I really love jumping and like sort of free ride, you know, drops, jumps, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I also really love technical riding and that's kind of where my background is. So you can't go wrong with either Slaughter Pen or Kohler, which is the Kohler Mountain. It's called Kohler Mountain Bike pre- Preserve.
0: Have you been to Bentonville? That I have. Yeah. So when oh, okay. we did our so, yeah. we did our living on the road thing, we spent quite a yeah. bit of time there. But it's been several okay. years, and I know a lot more okay. has been built even since I was uh, there. They, so yeah, I mean, it yeah. just it never
1: ends. There's just always something new to ride. And the uh, the funny thing is about Bentonville and just Northwest Arkansas in general is that there are so many places to ride, even just 10, 15, 20 minute drive from here. But I, I feel like we're very spoiled because we don't have to leave yeah. this 10, 15 minute bubble because we could just ride to all these places. Yeah. and then, But there are like, there's Devil's Den. I haven't been there yet. I've heard it's really cool. Um, I still haven't ridden Passion Play, surprisingly. I've rid, ridden Leatherwood, which is about an hour away um so yeah there's all these places I still need to go and explore so it's pretty cool that we have the, all this trail access it's hard to say what my favorite is I'll have to one of my friends who just moved from here to Atlanta she's also a fellow coach her name's Brittany Ducharme and she has a really good saying of she her favorite trail is the one she's on and so, so ever since she said that once I was like that's a good answer yeah I, I, like I can get behind that my favorite is the trail that I'm on and, you know, I can find something fun to do, you know, wherever, wherever the trail leads you, you know, I don't love climbing. I will say that <laughs> it's not my favorite, but <laughs> it's a means to an, like a long grind, you know? Yeah. Which you can certainly get a lot and you get of you get some funny out content
0: these. out of it too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: If somebody hasn't been to Bentonville and they'd like to go, um, like what time of year should they go? And are there certain events that you would recommend coming for? Oh yeah, that's a good question. That's a
1: good question too. Uh, I would say, well, you all know my feeling about the summertime. So (laughs) definitely maybe don't come here in the summer. And by summer, I mean like mid-June to mid-September can be pretty hot. And we've had a pretty hot fall to be honest, even now the last few days, it's going to start to cool down. Like it's supposed to rain the next few days, but the last few, you know, this last week, it was probably in the mid seventies, high seventies still. So um, fall is obviously a really great time fall and spring, uh, which is kind of the shoulder season for a lot of places. So it is kind of a cool place to come in the shoulder seasons Uh, And then honestly, I enjoy the winter here uh, because you can still ride in the winter and it's not as busy as Mm -hmm. fall and spring, but the winter, all the bugs are gone. (laughs) So, and it doesn't, it'll get cold, but it, and trust me, it can dip down, but never for that long. And so It's pretty mild in terms of winter and we'll get snow, but it never sticks around that long. So I'd say it's, you know, still a great time to come is, is the winter time.
0: Why mountain biking? Do you do any other cycling disciplines? (laughs) I
1: am, I am mediocre at a lot of other sports. I love mountain, I think because, but here's what I'll say. Mountain biking is what I've poured my, the most time into. And so this is something I've actually thought about recently is getting into another sport. So if anyone has any ideas, um, we don't obviously here in Bentonville have a good ski hill. So, you know, I did grow up skiing, but it was like East coast skiing. So yeah. it's essentially skiing on a lot of ice and such. Um, <laughs> uh, and then let's see what else I've never, I'm not super great at like hand eye coordination. So any ball sports, basketball, baseball, tennis, I've heard pickleball is really hot. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I, I know that I will not be good at pickleball, um, <laughs> but I, I shouldn't say that. I, I bet if I I tried and gave it some some good practice, but I am kind of searching right now for like what's that other sport I love. I like I do like kayaking and and stuff. So perhaps kayaking or um, you know, <laughs> it's funny because. Um, back to the pickleball and the hand eye coordination. I'm actually weirdly also good at foosball.
0: Okay. But,
1: but I think it's because one of the companies I used to work for, we had a foosball table and every break we would get, we would play. And Tony's really frustrated because his his parents have a foosball table. And any time we've gone, we always play. I'd say probably out of and I don't brag or I don't trash talk that much with <laughs> any other thing that I play, but if it's foosball like I will I will beat you. and tony gets really upset he's like because he's only won one time out of maybe 100 and 100 plus times so he gets really frustrated because i beat him a lot at foosball
0: yeah you'll have to see if there's a foosball league i don't know if that's i should i should (laughs) i should definitely look into that uh yeah
1: so foosball weirdly foosball but yeah how about you
0: but other stuff I am biking. So I like mountain biking, but I also like road biking and gravel biking, bike packing, all the things kind of like my thing. And then winter, obviously it's not always bikeable. So we ski too. And my son is really into ski team. So I spend all our time up at bogus.
1: Oh yeah. Bogus is, it looked, I mean, super fun. Uh, I am definitely gravel curious. There's yeah. a lot of gravel riding here too. And a lot of folks that mountain bike also gravel ride, uh, here in Bentonville. Um, you had mentioned, you'd mentioned events or asked about events here. Uh, so there was just a big race, the big sugar, which is like a gravel race yeah. that just happened this last weekend. Um, an outer bike happened this last weekend. Uh, but I'd say, I mean, there, I feel like spring and fall are jam packed with events, uh, Women of Oz. If if you are someone who identifies as a woman and you want to come to a super fun event, it's essentially it's hard to describe. We it's called the Sun the Women of Oz Sunset Summit, but it's a coaching event. So you 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 buy a ticket, but there's also kind of an expo. So it's kind of a cross between a small little festival, but also coaching clinic. And so this last year, so we had or this last, I shouldn't say year. I mean, it was just in last month, Lindsay Richter, Joanna Yates, um, Angie Weston, like we're flying in some of the top coaches from the U S and Canada. Um, and so it's a really cool event that we just had, it was just our second year that we, we put this on. So, um, we had over 300, uh, women come, That's which awesome. is super cool. Yeah. yeah. And, um, So, yeah, that's I I would say keep that on your radar for next fall for sure. Uh, I would also say in terms of other Bentonville events, the Bentonville Bike Fest, they did move the Bentonville Bike Fest this last year to May instead of June. So it was a lot less hot. It was still hot, but it wasn't as hot as June. Yeah. So I thought that was really great um, that they moved that. And so that's another super fun event. And if you like gravel racing, you should check out the Rule of Three. Have you ever heard of Rule of I Three? I have
0: heard of it, Rule yeah. Of okay,
1: mm-hmm. it's cool. For those of those of you who don't know what Rule of Three is, essentially it's a race. Uh, So it's, it's road, gravel, and mountain bike trail, but you get to only pick one bike to ride all of it. So most people ride gravel because it's the most versatile. Yeah. And then if you're on the road, you're not going to be kind of lagging. So a lot of people ride um, gravel bikes. But I've seen people ride, do it. With mountain bikes. So it's pretty cool.
0: Outside of Bentonville, are there other events that you've been to that you really like?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I love the Sedona Mountain Bike Fest. You know, it's definitely one of my favorite festivals to go to. It's always really fun. It's kind of like that be- kicks off the mountain bike season, you know, and were you there this year place. when
0: it got snowed out?
1: Yes, I was at Snowdona. It was <laughs> pretty fascinating. I, I, it was cool to see all the snow, but I, I definitely felt bad for all the, the, you know, the bike brands that, yeah. you know, com- the companies that were here trying to set up and they had to clear all the snow and instead of having three days, we had to kind of jam pack everything into two days. Um, but it was still a super fun time. And then Rome Fest. Yeah. I think I mentioned it earlier. Um, I've only been to two and went to Sedona many years ago and then just recently went to Fruta. and they're having their last Sedona event next weekend, which is, or two weekends from now. So, um, are you going to go to that?
0: I'm not, I wish I was. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I know. I wish I was too. I, um, I have another friend, not the friend that's coming this week, but I have another friend coming into town visiting. So I'm, I'm going to be staying here in Bentonville, but, uh, but yeah, it should be a good time. So I'm trying to think of any other events that happen. Um, when I first started mountain biking, I don't know if you're familiar with dirt rag. It used to be a magazine based out of, uh, Pittsburgh, but they would put on a festival every year called Dirt Fest. And it yeah. was always just like, it was super grassroots and really fun and just like a lot of, lot of, you know, just a lot of fun times. A lot of, you know, I don't know how, to, how else to say it, but it was just like a party in the woods, you know, yeah. it was just super fun.
0: It was at Raystown Lake.
1: Yeah, oh, Raystown. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: have you been to a dirt fest?
0: I've not been to a dirt fest, but I've been to race. Oh,
1: yep. Okay. Yeah. They used to help hold it at Racetown. town. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was definitely an event I used to look forward to quite a bit. And then, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else, but those are, those are what come to mind.
0: Okay. I've got three final questions for you, but first, okay. where can people come connect with you and do you have oh. any sponsors yeah. or anybody else you'd like to give a shout out to?
1: Yeah. So, uh, folks can connect with me on Instagram that's mostly where i post everything i'm just just the maker on Instagram but also on TikTok i do not like, think about that like, on TikTok and i'm on threads now which is oh, know, yeah. the, the twitter of instagram um and so also just just the maker um i did launch a youtube earlier this year called dirt scouts uh, and t- as to not confuse anybody, it's, it's, I think my handle is still just the maker on there, okay. um, but it's like, my byline is like dirt scouts with just the maker. And the idea behind it is I wanted to create longer form content. That was more than just, you know, short, funny videos, kind of taking that and kind of making it into a longer format and sort of still, still keeping the fun, humorous aspect, mm-hmm. but um, get into greater depth with whether it's edutainment sort of mm-hmm. stuff or, just funny I don't know, experience stuff, which is what we kind of encounter in mountain biking every day. Yeah. And so one of the series, uh, one of the videos that I'll be launching or publishing probably in the next week or two is called, it's a series called Get Over It, <laughs> which is uh, essentially about getting over mountain bike obstacles. Okay. So it's kind of this really funny um, play on like watching me kind of work through something and either I get over it or I don't. And so it's kind of a funny, just supposed to be funny, but also show you the process of like trying to work at a problem or trying to work at something, whether it's like a physical obstacle or like a mental hurdle Mm -hmm. or something, you know? So yeah, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. And then in terms of sponsors, definitely want to shout out. um, So I don't know if anyone knows the company uh, Mirror, but they make, Mm -hmm. um, actually, I think they're partially based out of Boise, or they yeah, have a yeah, yeah.
0: We know well, I know a couple people that work for them here. Oh, great,
1: yeah. They're they're one of my sponsors for this year, and they're they're super supportive. And I love their products. They are a certified B Corp, so that matters to me as well. Uh, and then stands no tubes also um, a sponsor, and they're 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 a great sealant. Got me out of a lot of binds. They're actually out of Big Flats, New York which is very funny when you think about it because I don't know why they haven't used that in their marketing, <laughs> but yeah, um, they should;
0: <laughs> they really should. Have I'm you, like, have you not pitched that as like an idea for it? A- <laughs> oh, I,
1: I have. Okay. It's, it's, it's the wheels are, the wheels are turning Okay, uh, literally. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, a few of my product sponsors, so high above hip packs, uh, versus tires. Um, Hand up gloves. Uh, those are just a few of my product sponsors, and obviously, product is super helpful too when you're trying to trying to make things work. And so, and those are products I've always used in the past too. So, uh, definitely support them. It helps support me as well. Um, and then, what? There was another question you just asked, or was that it? That was it. Okay. You got okay. You got okay. it. Okay. Got it.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, final three questions. The first one is, okay. what bike or bikes do you ride?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I ride. Uh, so I have a Revel Rascal, which is a bike that I that's five years old at this point. Um, I got this Revel when they first launched Acidona Mountain Bike Fest in like 2019 or 2018. I forget uh, But it was the 24th bike they ever made off the line, which is really cool. So they're they're a small company out of Colorado and so um, but yeah, definitely a super fun bike. Um, then, and that bike's name is Randy. I name all my bikes. I don't know I if you it. Yeah. Bikes yeah, yeah, okay. they're friends, right? They are. They're, they're yeah. part of the family. Um, so yeah, that's Randy. And then I also have a specialized dump jumper, uh, Evo. And it's a, uh, it's like a, it, it's a small, it's an S1. So they're, I don't know if you're familiar with specialized sizing, but what's nice is they make an S1 all the way up to an S7, I believe. So it's, I feel really good on, on this bike. It's my newest bike and the one I ride mostly right now. Um, and so that's really great because I'm, I'm, on, I'm five, three, and I feel like sometimes I'm in between an extra small and small on a lot of frames or for companies that actually make an extra small frame. Um, so I've been loving that. And then I did just get an e-bike. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's a hot, hot topic, but, um,
0: oh, I'm all for it. it It is
1: so fun. (laughs) Like the amount of smiling that I do on the e-bike. And I think there's this like little mischievous part of me that's like, okay, Jess, but like, you still have to ride your acoustic bike too. You (laughs) know, like, don't forget, like, cause I I think there is something great about, you know, like, I like the challenge. I like sweating. I like getting a really good workout, but then also you've been to Bentonville, Mm -hmm. super fun to be able to get more miles in yeah. and do a bunch of laps yeah. on jumps and things like that um and not getting too tired and still having you know the leg energy to push through a bunch of jumps and stuff so i i'm on the e-bike train
0: yeah are our be- trails mostly allowed on the trails in bentonville e-bikes e
1: bikes. yeah yeah i i actually don't know that i've seen any signs that say no e-bikes allowed okay. to be honest yeah I, and I, I, you know, don't, don't quote me on that, but I, I haven't seen one. So yeah.
0: Second question for you is where's is yeah. your favorite place you've ever ridden your bike?
1: Oh, that's hard. Um, But you know, I, I would say the Southwest, I know I'm just picking like a general region. I, you know, I think being from, the the tri-state area and like deciduous trees, Mm -hmm. you know, I think when I first rode in the desert and actually spent time in the desert, I was just in awe. Like it was just so cool to me to be able to ride and just see, I mean, certainly getting used to riding with exposure takes some time, but once I kind of got out of that space of like always being afraid of falling off of a cliff, then you're like, Oh, this is actually (laughs) the, this is so beautiful. And I, I think there are so many places in the Southwest that are just some of my favorite riding Sedona, Tucson. Um, there's a place in South Western Utah. So like close to hurricane and virgin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ride is called the whole guacamole and yeah. you have Zion in the background. Oh, I mean, I kept stopping on that ride and just looking and, I I don't know. I I love those kind of rides where you're just like stopped and you're just like wow. Um, So that would that, and then also Squamish, Whistler, that area also probably some of the most beautiful riding and trails and just scenery I've I've seen.
0: Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Those are like my two favorites too.
1: Oh well, Um, maybe we should plan a trip.
0: We should. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take any excuse to go on a bike. I know. Me too. You don't have to tell me. (laughs) Yeah. A uh, final question for you is what is your favorite thing about riding your bike?
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh. I always feel like I'm cheating because I always like have more than one favorite thing, but I think the people and the places that you meet through the bike, that's what I'll say because it's it's i mean it's why i'm here talking to you it's pretty cool right like this is it, it's a it's a tool it's not only a sport like i get that it's a sport i get that people that there are athletes i consider my the way that the industry considers us as a content athlete which i find it really funny um i'm a content athlete uh, but i um i think just the way that this sport can connect you with so many people and, and so many places and just get a unique perspective on a different place too than more than just kind of going and meandering around town maybe hiking it's like I don't know it's it's such a vehicle for um a unique exploration of places and so yeah people places
0: and that's where we would normally end things but in this case after we stopped recording it just came out with some of the best advice so clearly I had to include it here you go
1: I think one of my biggest pieces of advice for people, especially getting into the sport or just doing anything, doing anything new. And this has come up because of us talking about being okay with being on camera Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is it's this idea of progression and and just um, showing up. Right. And it's being okay with not being okay with looking weird and feeling weird and sounding weird because that's what progression that that's how you get better at something Mm -hmm. um and i I think the sooner you can be okay with feeling uncomfortable like the uncomfortable, being okay with being uncomfortable yeah uh the better and i think the same goes for when you're trying to learn something new on your bike you know um it's gonna feel weird at first and it's a little uncomfortable and you probably look silly but that's okay because if you're not trying right then (laughs) then you're not gonna progress and so it's kind of getting out of that awkward stage of, of discomfort and then after a while you get better at it you get better at it so like this whole idea of being on camera it's definitely a, a practice that you know i'm sure it was super awkward at first um but it gets better with time and if there's anybody out there that's like oh, i couldn't be on camera i don't you know it's, it's like anything it's like getting yourself to the place where you feel like you could push through that discomfort and um keep going
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. 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 That was the pep talk I needed today. <laughs> yeah. Just be, be
1: okay with not being okay. Be okay with the be uncomfortable. Um it's true. It, it's yeah, it is true. It's like, you know, it's like I I think having a lot of awkward experiences as a kid has prepped me for for adult life. Like some of the the like embarrassing stories, like what what do you think is like the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you? That you're okay with sharing.
0: Oh man, I don't even know. Yeah. Are you like, hmm.
1: I have so many like yeah, right, so,
0: so many but like probably, probably like peeing my is. pants or something yeah, but yeah. Like some, and then you're like in this case it's like
1: okay well what's the worst I can have okay I'm gonna pee my pants and yeah. that happened to me before and I got through it here I am I'm still living
0: barely, still barely. <laughs> so
1: oh my gosh but
0: yeah thank you so much for having me thank you I and really appreciate for reaching it out. if you enjoyed that episode can you do me a favor and help spread the word about the Femme Cyclist podcast you can leave us a review on apple podcasts rate us on spotify or share this episode with your friends in an instagram story however you choose to share the love tag us or dm us a screenshot to us on instagram and we'll randomly pick some of you to say thanks by sending a femme cyclist t-shirt thanks for listening and until next time happy riding